0: welcome back to another episode of scale riders podcast this is episode number 122 with my guest josh also known as small scale customs all the way from florida and a new member of lugk los underground kings shout out to them let's go right ahead and get things started what's up edgar hey what's up josh how you doing
1: pretty good how about you
0: hey doing well man welcome to the podcast
1: all right thanks man on the jump,
0: huh? yo dude, I was like right. uh I, I was looking at your your Instagram, right? And yeah. and I was just like digging deep, like back. And I still remember a long time ago, and I'm gonna take you back. This is like September uh twenty sixteen. And this is around the time when I uh came across your your Instagram account and when yeah, I started following I
1: remember,
0: you. I know what you're gonna say. All right, <laughs> and then uh I think let's see, and uh you were working uh, you were painting a, a rooftop pattern on a car in the garage. Yeah. yeah. And, and like it was a trip to see that because um, I know like during that time, I wanted to learn how to like paint, do patterns and all that. And yeah. just seeing you doing model cars and then doing that to the real thing was like very inspiring. I was like, oh, thanks. Man, that was crazy. And um, take us back to that time.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, that's actually a good story. Um, let's see. I mean, I want to go like all the way back, but let's just, oh, no, we, from, we will, we from will there. Okay, cool. Um, so anyways, kind of like straight to the point that was my buddy's car still is my buddy's car. The first like custom low rider style paint job I've done on a, on a full size car. And, um, you know, he just, he told me my dad painted the body for him. my dad is a, is a painter by trade for since, you know, he was about 18 or so. So I've been around automotive painting all my life. Um, and I've done cars, but never like the lowrider style, but I knew I could do it. And it was the first guy that wanted me to do something. And he's a fellow model builder too. And that's how I knew him. and. um you know, he brought the car over. That was when I first kind of got the house. It was like a year after I got the house maybe. So now that I finally had my own garage to paint in, I said, okay, well now I'm, I have to do it. I'm going to do it because I always want to work at my house, you know, like just wake up and do it on my time, like my models, you know, have it here not go to a shop, not rent out a paint booth or whatever kind of stuff like that. Um, So it's convenient. And he had me do the roof. He actually, um, gave me his old compressor that I still have. I've painted everything else with it, you know, so he kind of got me started and that car has kind of been like my first one for all the local guys to see, which was cool. And that, the guy that owns the car, uh, Instagram is at car crazy 65 and it's K's not C's. And uh, he's a fellow model builder. Um, and kind of got me into the full size cars. Um, and like the local scene here in the Tampa Bay area. And, um, we've just, you know, been friends for a long time. So he wanted me to do the roof. I said, absolutely. I don't know how long it's going to take me or what, but he believed in me, had faith in my skills and, uh, I said, all right, you know, it was a great opportunity. And, um, I just kind of started with that car, but I've been, you know, custom painting stuff for stuff that I don't ever want anybody to see because <laughs> it's terrible looking back. You know, mm-hmm. I think everybody has those kind of projects.
0: Yeah. Um, keep, keep them hidden. <laughs> yes. All right on, man. Yeah. It, it was crazy because um, things that, at that time that, that stood out to me when you were posting, um, uh, you know, was like the the house of color, organic green candy like the bottles, oh, yeah. I was like, Oh, so that's the house of color. Cause my friend would, at the time would talk about that paint line. And, um, and there was another, there was a quote on one of your posts where you said, I guess, um, you were getting tired, I guess. I don't know if it was from your friends or just people you knew. And it's, uh, your quote is, when are you going to start painting real cars? Or that's what, I guess what people were telling you at the time.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: And um, I was like, oh, man, there you go. Like, like now he's doing that. And to me, I was like, all right, he's going to start doing real cars here, like from here on out type thing, you know? Yeah.
1: Um
0: And then... Uh, I've,
1: I've heard that. No, I'm sorry not to cut you off. No, go but for it. I've heard that a lot from a lot of people that I, you know, local car guys and stuff that I've known for a while. Before I started painting real cars, you know, I'd, they'd see my models or whatever, and they'd be like, man, when are you going to do a real car? And I'd say... Um, you know, like I said, once I got the house, I had planned on you know doing it out of my own garage, not driving to a shop. Um, and I just kind of knew that was going to happen, and I just waited till it did.
0: That's tight. And and on one of on one of the posts too, you um you had given props to eighty eight Mongo on there.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he that was. Um, I used his design. Um, he's got a veiling gun, which, um, I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head. Um, who first started that. Um, he was a big name back in the day. I'm really kind of ashamed that I don't know his name. Um, but, anyways, yeah, he came out with that gun which has a spiral tip on it so as you paint it shoots it in a circle and so you get that pattern and he was the first person that I've seen do it um on Instagram he was one of the first people I found when I joined Instagram and um he was just really cool I love his work all of it and I saw that pattern the veiling pattern I said I don't have the gun, but I have a friend, um, Paul Styron, uh, some people might follow him already. He's at fat kid graphics. Um, and he's a pretty, really good airbrush artist and pretty good with computer. And, um, I just sent him, I asked him like, could you, could I get this picture of one of, um, Ralph's 88 mango? Um, veiling patterns of uh it was his son's high chair i believe it was pretty far back now probably and um i just like that one little circle squiggle pattern and i said can we do this you know new age with a with your plotter with your you know to make a mask of it um like a stencil almost he was like yeah so um i had his help with that pattern on that rooftop and if you look it's the it's the squiggle one and it goes all the way around the border of the roof um and you know without ralph's you know of course i asked him instead of just stealing it and um he said yeah sure and then my buddy paul hooked it up with the stencil and um and it's kind of crazy too because it's not it's very new school in that it's the same exact pattern every time. Whereas the veiling guns, you'll never get that same exact pattern every time. It's just the way it just squirts the paint out and spins. It's a very irregular, um, cool looking pattern.
0: Mm -hmm. So that's nice. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, just kind of doing it the way that I knew how and kind of had friends to, Paul to
0: help me with so yeah that's cool it's crazy Mm -hmm. because even uh like your one of your newest builds your latest build that you posted on Instagram uh the 1970 Impala yes uh, build I mean on that one it's like it's like you went all out like you threw everything in there and the kitchen sink how they say um yeah it's like paint job the lights the interior everything and You know, I, um, I wanted to ask you as far as like the paint, um, what was the inspiration behind this car? Um, like coming up with the colors and one thing I really love that stands out a lot to me is those ribbons that you added on there.
1: Yes. Um, kind of not, I wouldn't, shouldn't say funny story, but the colors were completely inspired by what candy I had on hand. Um, and it's the exact colors that I used on a Lincoln for another friend of mine, Ryan. Um, I have a, it's my car now. It's a 1978 Lincoln Continental Mark five. And um, it is pretty much as far as I know, a completely original car. They, Um, When Ryan had it, he updated a few things mechanically and um, he installed the hydraulics. Um, And if anybody, I'm not sure how big they are. They're real big in Florida. It's called uh, the cut shop on their Instagram. It's underscore the cut shop, I believe. Um, So look them up and that's Ryan and Hern, and they did the car and Ryan is a tattoo artist and he, I just know him again through Earl um, that I did that in Palafor with the roof. And he was wanting this car to not be so tan anymore. So I said, okay, yeah, um, certainly whenever you're ready, you know, bring it up and I'll take care of it. And so I did it and it's got the purple, it's got the teal and the pink candy that you see on the model car. So after doing this full size car, I had all those paints left over and I'd actually started that model before I painted this car. Um, and I had some of the ribbon already taped out and everything. Um, and I kind of start, went back to it right after painting the full size car, um, which, uh, became mine eventually. Um, the full size car became mine. And so after doing that, I said, well, I know I can get a little more intricate with my models and I want to, um, but it wasn't until my son was born that I really came back to it. Cause I started that model in 2017, um, just the silver base coat, you know, and I never really did any candy. And after I did the Lincoln, um, full size car, I said, okay, well I have the candy now and let me just go back to it and see what I can come up with. I already started the ribbon pattern because I love the ribbons and I don't ever see a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um and so I kinda went with that and it just kinda the flames and everything kind of snowballed and again with I kind of went with Ralph's inspiration. Um 88 mango um, with the squiggle border around the flames. Um, I kind of drew that from him uh, just cause it fit the whole kind of funky vibe with a car. And it just kind of came together. Like I said, after my son was born because I finally had the patience for it. Not that I don't have patience to paint like that beforehand, but with my models, I just, I have so many ideas and so many kits waiting. I was a lot faster with my builds before my son. Um, So now that I have my son, there's so much responsibility involved that it's like when I sit down to build models, I know I'm not going to get it finished. Mm -hmm. There's no way. Whereas before my son, I had a lot more free time to where I could be like, kind of planning my builds, and I'd say today I want to get to this point and I would actually make a lot of headway and a lot of progress every time I sat down versus now I might only get a couple hours a day or whatever um, you know which was hard to adjust to at first but it's been it has showed me and taught me that just sit down and just mess with it like don't have a goal to get something done. Just have a goal to really just work on it and see what happens. So that's kind of how that build went, the mothership build, the 1970 Impala uh, model. And I love the 70s. I drew on all my inspiration for for that era. And uh, guys like Gary Seeds, who – um, is a not such a big name in full-size cars, but a huge name in model car painting because he did a lot of crazy paint jobs, low-rider paint jobs on model cars that I, I think at the time people weren't seeing. And um, I could be wrong, but I feel like he was a member. He was on Scale Auto to some degree. I know he had cover cars on the magazine, I feel like he might have been part of the staff at one point. I'm really not sure about that. But, I, you know, I had seen his full-size cars, too, and paint jobs. And um, I also know about him through, again, my buddy Earl with that 59 Impala that I did the roof on. Because Earl was kind of wanting Gary Seeds to do that car. And um, it didn't really end up happening um, with the money I feel like um, or just the time frame or whatever and I said well you know that'd be awesome if you have Gary Seeds do it but if not let me know and I'd be willing to give it a shot so um, yeah so I don't, I don't know if anybody can even follow all these stories I kind of Go around in all my storytelling, but hopefully it's all making sense for everybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's pretty cool because, like, you know, you know, you're out in Florida and everyone's kind of like spread out in in different areas, but it's still somewhat everyone's somewhat connected or knows each other. Oh yeah, and and there's definitely like, you know, like some type of like a connection or a job or someone painted this and. So it it's kind of, it's cool hear, hearing you like speak about that, you know, cuz you start to get familiar like you've mentioning like some names and some Instagram Instagram accounts that later I'm going to go go on and check out, you know, and yeah. and it's cool cuz then later, you know, you start to put all these pieces together like, "Oh man, that's dope. How this uh, you know, it is put together. Um the the ribbons, you know, you how you said earlier, that's something you don't see. Uh I yeah. I don't see that and I mean when when you came out with this car I noticed a lot of people were uh got really excited just seeing cuz you you did something different I feel like and at the same time I think you opened up a lot of like people's eyes to want to try something like that and yeah you know those um those panels where inside you uh did the the flame design Yeah I know you know, like, it's like even me, like, if I try to do a, a pattern and, and I do uh, the inside of I'm not even thinking about flames. I'm thinking about doing something symmetrical, you know, to match one side to the other or whatever. Yeah. But I thought it was yeah. cool that you didn't do that. You did flames. So, yeah. I was like, man, that's so dope. Like, all these little things that were in there complement each other.
1: Yeah, thanks. That's, I kind of feel like the, well, I know exactly what happened with the flames and that was um you know it was just it was like a small pan it was a big panel you know it's almost edge to edge on on the areas that it is um but it was just too small to try to get some kind of symmetrical things or whatever and i just i love the old school and it Um, I was just like messing around and I did one side in flames and I was like, all right, cool. That looks really good. Let me see if I can match it on the other side, which I just could not, you know, and it's kind of similar in some spots and not at all similar in others. Um, So I just said, you know, this thing, the ribbons are already not symmetrical down the center, so it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to match. And um, the flames were uh, definitely an old school thing, too. If anybody has seen or heard of uh, Walt Prey's work, um, I believe he did like a 66 or I think it was a 67 Chevelle and it's black and it has rainbow flames on it. And I think it's a white pinstripe around the flames, but the center is like a striped rainbow almost and it's just crazy and it has wire wheels you know it's a lowrider i think it was had hydraulics i'm sure um and it's crazy because if you were to come out with that nowadays people would just be like flames on a lowrider what (laughs) but they did it back then and it and it's just cool and it it works and i love it and um so i knew it would work on the on the mothership which um, I normally don't even name my cars either, but uh, it was just so crazy and, and the lights and everything. And I just thought of, uh, you know, Parliament Funkadelic and um, their song. So with the lights, especially, and then, it, it, you know, it calls on. Um, I just had visions of Close Encounters from of the Third Kind, which was an older movie which when the spaceships landed, they had like a little tune that they'd play and the lights would flash around the edge <laughs> of the, of the UFOs. And I'm like, it's just, you know, that's it. It works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause so. I, I like how, um, like he's like in the lights, the front, the rear, and then the, and the color bar inside. Yeah. And, um, it, do you have everything pretty much just connected to one switch for those,
1: uh, three lights? Um, I have two, um, I don't, it's not necessarily a secret because I've seen a lot of other people do flashing color bars and things like that. Um, These are simulated. They don't actually flash to music. Um, But I I didn't ask anybody before I did it, how they did it. I just started Googling and uh, found a way to do it and kind of figured it out on my own. But, it's got four switches that are hidden up front and it's on four different watch batteries also. Um there's two sequence uh, sequences of lights. One set is a faster flashing and the other set is a slower flashing. So there's two switches for those. And then um it has working head and tail lights too which are white and red LEDs and I put those each on their own separate battery. Um because for some reason, I, I'm not super good with it. I don't know why. I've never been able to figure out why or research why. But, like, if you try to hook up the red LEDs and the white LEDs together on the same battery, um, the white LEDs aren't so bright. So I just put those on their own battery. And... What I did, so they all switch on at the same time, the head and tail lights. I just joined the switches together with a little piece of styrene with a couple holes drilled in it. And I just used the slide switches, um, which another shout out to someone I'm sure everybody follows, um, which is Jeffries, because I had originally got push button switches, like a push on, push off. And I tried to solder those together, and for some reason, the connections in those little switches, I've never had good luck with. Um, And you just got to jiggle the switch just to the right part where they connect, and the lights will stay on. And I said, that doesn't work. I I can't trust that. So I hit up Jeffries, and he's like, here's the switches I use, which were some little tiny slide switches. Um, and, And those were, like, really miniature and, cause I know he does real small stuff too. And I said, those are a little too small, but I went a little bigger. So, cause everything's hidden underneath. There's no motor, there's no underside detail. Um, you know, and I left the trunk and the doors. I glued the hood shut. I left everything closed. Um, I still haven't gotten too much into that kind of detail. Um, because again, I feel like my main motivation is to paint them to look cool and sit them on the shelf so they look cool. Um, I'm kind of getting away from that now but I've learned to have more patience, um, which I might open some stuff up in the future. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of, I like the, I don't like that it took me so long on the mothership, but I like the end result. And now that I've gotten a taste of that, they might start getting a little bit more detailed
0: yeah because um, even the uh i love the interior you went uh with that cruise steering wheel
1: yes uh another guy you know from 3d scale parts um you know, instagram account yes mike um so that thing was you know and that too i had the post on there that kind of inspired the seat shape um i made those seats the heart-shaped seats to match the steering wheel um it just kind of all revolved around that steering wheel so
0: that's cool kind of
1: got the idea and ran with it
0: yeah and this model here that you just completed the 1970 impala um how do you feel like out of all the builds that you've done and you've gotten to this one do you feel like this is like one of your your best models ever made or Or do you, or like, as far as like the bar for yourself?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's every single one that I've ever built has been my best one to date. Um, you know, and I kind of feel like that's a natural progression as a model car builder or anything that you do. Like if you enter into something and you're very uncomfortable, just push through and just do it anyways. And you'll be probably surprised hopefully surprised like okay i did it it's cool or i did it It wasn't good but i know how to improve and that's every single model that i build is like that and um i think it's funny too that you mentioned it because i put it in my display case this morning actually and um I just sat it there and it has more color on it than any of my other builds. And it just stands out so much. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking with all these old ones. They just look boring, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I think it's going to definitely continue. Maybe not as crazy on, on every single of my future builds. Cause I like all different styles. Um, but this has definitely been the most 70s, the most lowrider, um, the most old school build I've done and uh, took a lot of time on it for once because I, I just for a while there I was on the kick of just kind of finishing things and um, not taking a whole lot of time. Not not to say I didn't try to get them perfect, but I had a level of acceptability Um. You know, which I've learned, it took me a long time to learn, like, it's just, it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just kind of let it go. And it probably will just blend in when it's all said and done and nobody will ever notice except for me or if I point it out to somebody, which I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) do.
0: Right on. Yeah, and um I wanted to uh, to switch things up and and um let's talk about your history with model building. So,
1: okay, yeah. When
0: sure. um when did this all start for you?
1: Um it was so far back. It was there was a I I was a Hot Wheels kid. I did not like Matchbox, but and it was at Kmart too. So, we went to Kmart and um My mom was usually pretty good about spoiling us um, with some Hot Wheels or something whenever we made a grocery store run with her. And, um, you know, my brother and I would always go right to the Hot Wheels section. And I went, and they had – it was a car – it was a flat nose semi-truck hauler set. And it had a wedge on the back, so like a ramp truck where – had the semi cab and the wedge is attached to where you just drive the car on. And it's like a, you know, like a, like a tow truck, like a flatbed truck. And it was all white. And it had the NASCAR on the back. It was a Chevy Lumina. So I think it was like a 96, you know, and, um, it was all white and it came with two dry erase markers. And my brother and I each got one. I, I feel like, and it was the coolest thing ever I was like you can draw your own designs on the on the matchbox car so I was you know I was in I was like into art before that coloring and whatnot and um so I got that and it just kind of set all everything in motion and so after that that was cool for a little while you know and I remember getting other markers my mom you know got us other markers and we for whatever reason had permanent markers and my mom was a uh, traveling nurse like uh, you know she'd go to people's houses and take care of them there and so she had her nurse bag and she's like I I don't know if I messed up I, I don't know but Anyways, we got, she, you know, had these alcohol wipes. She's like, oh, well, oh, yeah, because the Matchbox was dry erased, So the permanent wasn't erasable. But my mom hooked us up with the alcohol pads. So I just went to town on all my other Hot Wheels and stuff. And, you know, which my parents were, have always been super cool and supportive of, our, you know, my brother and I and what we wanted to do. And artistically, especially. My mom is very crafty. And like I said, my dad paints cars, so it was cool. Um, And then, you know, I kind of I feel like I did the Hot Wheels thing before people like way before people do it to the level they do it now, which is like crazy to me. Um, But I would just do simple stuff as I got older with the Hot Wheels, which if they had little exhaust tips, I'd just paint them silver. I got some testers model paint, you know. And I'd do taillights red or whatever. And um, then I got into die cast um, just because those were kind of the toys I had as I got a little bit older. And my brother and I would just play with them on the floor and, you know, roll them back and forth. And they had the turning front wheels, which is cool. We'd ride them, you know, drive them around the house or whatever. And I kind of modified some of those. And, um, then I got a little older, got into trying to modify them and make stuff for them, which as a kid, I pretty much modified everything, took apart everything. Um, I had like, I painted all kinds of stuff where I'd have my dad paint it for me. And, you know, while he was at work and it just kind of like growing up in that environment, um, you know it was just promoted, and uh got to the diecast and started trying to modify and scratch build things and kind of at that time, you know uh the internet wasn't a thing I did a whole lot as a as a kid, you know it was still pretty new, but um. I found message boards, and it was either Scale Auto Magazine forum or the Lay It Low forum, and I kind of I did the Lay It Low forum, you know, because that was way cooler than the Scale Auto, <laughs> and it was stuff like I just didn't even know, like I had known about lowriders, and I had lowrider magazines, you know, with, you know, my mom and dad were always like, if you know as I got older, I'd look at the magazines, I'd see them I'd, you know, get one every once in a while, I'd go to the grocery store, you know, instead of Hot Wheels, it became magazines at one point. So, you know, I had known about them, but to see on the internet that people were building models of them, it was just crazy and inspiring. And, um, I kind of started doing plastic models. Um, and that was in high school you know, I was a little older than, I think, previous generations, starting with the plastic models, but I had, like I said, I had a Dremel, and I was modifying the die cast and stuff like that, um, and in high school, I got into the plastic cars and just started going from there, and I still have my first one that, you know, I had done a few with my dad, and he just didn't have the patience for it and stuff, but um, I've just always been a tinkerer, a creator, and making, you know, my mom is always crafty, so um, I got into the plastic ones, and again, my dad set me up with an airbrush, and he never wanted me to learn how to paint real cars, you know, but he'd bring his leftover paint home from work, and he you know, I set up with my airbrush and just kind of do it on my own. He might've showed me a little bit, but I don't really remember him teaching me exactly how to do it. And I think that's some of the best ways to learn is to just do it and not have somebody tell you how, unless you run into issues and then you can kind of bounce back and forth. Um, But again, it kind of came naturally to me because he was always painting cars and had projects at home and things like that. So the lacquer thinner was like, you know, fall down and get a cut or something. Oh, lacquer thinner. You know, it wasn't like peroxide. It was like lacquer thinner, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was already good with that, like cleaning my hands and, you know, the airbrush and stuff. It was just everything was just familiar. Um, and again, I have some, I still have a lot of my, the one I first painted with my dad, like he pa- he painted it for me. Like it was all my ideas, but he did it for me with his full size spray gun. And it's like, the paint is the door jams are just sealed shut and, you know, all this stuff. Um, but it was cool just cause he did it and I saw him do it. And I was like, okay, well you know, that's a, the, your first step. Like if somebody, if you see somebody else do it, it's like, okay, you kind of know you can do it. And, um, got me set up with my airbrushes and, um, like I, there's job my first paint jobs. I don't think anybody will ever see unless they know me personally. And like, um, we go back to my dad's house for some reason, you know, cause mm-hmm. they're, they're still, they're still there. And, just the ideas I had and like some of the color schemes are just not good, but it's like, that was before Instagram, you know? And, um, I had, you know, I saw lay it low, everything with full size low riders and stuff like that. And I was just like, it was just, I didn't know that people were cutting their own fine line tape and stuff like that. Like I know now, um, which, you know, had I known at the time, maybe I'd gotten more into it earlier. But just that the lowrider style I was influenced by, just being so different, and so a lot of my cars were really different looking and um, stuff that I'm not proud of at all now. But you know, you kind of go through those years when you're figuring things out, I guess, and practicing and learning. So
0: no Um, that's true when you were in lay it low um viewing the the car the one-on-one scale were you also looking at like the model cars that were on on the uh, message board oh yeah
1: yeah it was every all of the big all of the big topics like my favorite was post your patterns in the tape stage um if there's any old schoolers listening um i'm sure they know about that one especially if they're into paint. So I always loved that and it's funny too because my dad would bring home his tapes and his fine line tapes or you just have it for doing side work at the house and I got a hold of all that and it was the lime green 3M masking tape back then and then they also had the blue fine line the um, vinyl fine line tapes and I would just start I would decorate stuff in my room with it like just because it was cool colors, not to try to paint anything. So, and like the flames again, back to the flames on the, on the model, like that was what I would draw in high school. Like, I don't know why just hot rod flames, you know, just cool. And I just got really familiar with it. And I would, I had done flames with the tape and stuff. So I knew how to pull it. I knew how to curve it, um, things like that. So um it kind of it was all natural for model building to transition into full size painting and all this kind of stuff um but yeah i liked the the paint topic uh the paint section on lay it low um and the model cars i really you know Jeffries was on there back in the day too and the hoppers were really awesome they did the u-bar setups and i'd see that and i had made a lot of bases for a lot of my cars and I never really got as far as getting the motors hooked up and things like that. But, um, it was just at the time it was, you know, all experimental stuff for me. Um, whether I finished it or not, you know, I had a lot of like very ambitious projects that I, you know, tried to go outside of my skill level on and just learn and try. Um, to where now I'm a lot more accurate, and I like try to step each one up a little bit instead of go way overboard and then get tired and never finish it, or things like that, so again, like you say, like yeah, my latest build is my favorite, and I think it's been a long time coming with all my inspirations from and seeing just everybody out in California, like you name it, the scale riders kind of showcases a lot of it um with all the west coast guys doing the paint jobs and the low riders and stuff like that um and um it's funny too actually Dennis Matthews um I think was the first person that showed me like how to cut tape like you know take the razor blades and cut your own fine line all right hon that's cool yeah yeah because i had done uh i just had some regular fine line which um you know I, i forget the size but it's like the smallest that people would use on a full size car that you can get at the paint store for you know full size cars and i had done that on a car and posted it to instagram and he's like dude you need to get some razor blades, put them together and cut your own fine line. He's like that. I don't know if he told me like, it looks good, but it's like too big. But, um, you know, he just told me how to do it. And he said, your paint job will be, you know, you, you'll, you'll see, you'll see the difference.
0: Yeah. Right and, on. Um, yeah.
1: That's yeah cool. like, Have you guys ever hung
0: out or anything like that? Cause you guys are both out in Florida, but I mean, I, yeah. don't, I don't know how far, You guys might be for
1: each other. He's been a a pretty, I don't want to say like a huge push, but because I always have kind of felt like I'm on my own. Like model building is a personal thing to me. So I want to do every aspect of myself Um, and just do it however I want to do it, whether it's right or wrong or or whatever. And um, he, you know, he, like I said, a lot of times I was building slammers or curbsides and I just wanted to have a done looking model on the shelf and look cool. And he was like, man, you need to build something with motors. You need a motor, you need, you know, more detail. And he still wants me to like full detail, everything like he does and kind of getting there. But, um, yeah, he, he's out in Orlando, um, which is a couple hours away. Um, so we would see each other at a lot of shows because um, there's not a whole lot in Florida, but um, yeah, we've been buddies for a while, um, and he talked me into going to Atlanta, along with Paul Siron too, and um, I I went and I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's badass because it's people from you know a lot of people don't come down to Florida, but they'll go to atlanta georgia it's a little bit closer um so that's like my main show i want to go every year um and yeah he you know dennis definitely talked me into that and paul too
0: that's awesome Um, so the, the atlanta show that's the acme show yeah okay
1: yeah i believe it's every november um and we got quite a few good shows here in Florida too. Um, I like, I I don't really go to most of them. Um, just, especially now with my son and as I've gotten older, um, I just like to spend my time at home building them, you know, not necessarily showing them and trying to, and I don't want to say that the Florida scene is bad by any means, but, um, a lot of people aren't into lowriders and stuff like that. Um, so and i don't want to say that what i see is bad at the shows but um you know it's not it's a lot of the same kind of categories muscle cars and and things like that which is cool and i've done and built plenty of them and i i I like it and I, i like the style um i just i don't know i think as you get older like the I understand my parents now more too with having a son too. It's like, you just don't want to go to the store and you don't want to be bothered to do. Cause I, you know, as a kid, it'd be like wondering why my parents don't want to take me to the store to get this thing I really want or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> they just say, no, I just, I came home from work. I'm, I don't want to run around all over the place.
0: Yeah. That's cool. And, how, how old is uh, your
1: son? uh
0: 10 months wow so, dude I'm yeah. i'm expecting as well um a girl uh in september
1: oh nice this
0: is my fir- first one so i'm like
1: yeah. i'm awesome.
0: i'm getting ready i'm prepping you know am uh yeah c- it, like the room which pretty much was yeah. like the room where i'll work on my models and whatnot it's like oh, yeah. all that stuff's getting out of this room like i'm cleaning it and it's becoming pretty much like a nursery room her, yeah. her room you know
1: yeah. So it's
0: cool. I'm just I'm just uh, like excited to see. You know how you know just the flow of everything, and I know there's gonna be a time where I'm gonna have to like kind of chill for a while. Uh um, oh, yeah. But I know later, you know, when the when the time's right, I might have like like yeah. you said, a like couple hours, maybe an hour. Um, yeah. And um and then I liked what you said, you know, earlier about don't like think about like set yourself up like all right i gotta get this done it's just bring the model out mess with it and then just see what happens yeah that was cool i like that
1: yeah thanks yeah that's it's crazy that it took like my son to teach me that but um you know i just because that's that's what a hobby should be it shouldn't be rushed and i can't i don't want to say that i was rushing my builds but i just had you know an idea and I just wanted to get that idea out like uh, some of my builds before having a son was like the shop truck build the Ford um the Mobius one of the Mobius Fords and it's just slam there's nothing underneath and it, I built a cool uh, utility rack for it and I did a nice paint job and I did the interior and that was it it's cool okay done and I still Honestly, I'd probably do another build just like that because I don't want to do the frame and airbags and all this kind of stuff, you know. And that's kind of how the lowriders are easier too um, because you don't have to have that detail. Like, they don't really notch the frames and all this kind of crazy stuff. Like, you just get them... For me, lowriders are low, so you just get them as low as possible. And, um, like the Chevelle that I did, I just, there's no springs in there. There's, you know, no shocks in there either, which I think most lowriders don't have shocks. Um, especially when you want to get as low as you can. And I just did the cylinders up top in the, in the engine bay. And, um, you know, so it was kind of like having a lot of detail, but not having to go crazy with like tubbing the wheel wells and things like that, because the lowriders use smaller wheels that usually fit into the the model.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That um, that uh that Ford you mentioned um that's the one uh I I love that one it's it's slammed it has that rack at the top. Yeah. Um, Dude, I love those Mobius Ford kits.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those trucks. Yeah, me too.
0: I have some. I haven't uh, opened one yet. You know, I just, like, I started collecting them when they were coming out. Yeah. And then I started getting uh, the Hudson Hornets as well that they were releasing. And, yeah. Um, and my, one of my friends, Luis, um, on Instagram, he's LXC Skill Cars. Oh, yeah. Like, him, too. He's, like, he's also big on Fords, and he's been collecting those. And we always talk yeah. about the... The it's but that one you did is awesome so that that uh thanks that rack that scratch built that you made yeah that's cool
1: yeah there's some pictures of it and um i mentioned too in one of the posts like there's a uh it's the instagram account is at Stonefab. um and he did a work truck back in the day and I don't even know when, but it was like, it was just like when mini trucks were a little more popular, like in the two thousands and everybody was doing shaved, everything, roll pans, you know, shaved taillights and cool custom stuff. And he just took, uh, like a 96, uh, see, you know, 1500, uh, Silverado and, it was all stock. It was white. It has extended cab and he just put black steel, whatever stock wheels were on it. I think he just kept and, uh, you know, body dropped it and it sat as low as it could sit. And it was just stock and had one of the ladder racks on the top. And he was kind of like the first person that I saw do that. It was like, dude, that's cool because it's not doesn't doesn't have to be full custom to be cool with crazy paint job. It was just a a bagged work truck, and you know I had that kit and it was a long bed. And I said, um, I don't know what I'm going to do with a long bed. And then I had another kit that had all the decals in it, which was an AMT Blazer, and it's an older kit. And I wasn't I was just disappointed in the you know the detail which wasn't really there like a lot of older amt kits so i kind of had the two and i just took the decals out of the one kit and the hard hat had little mini hard hats and that kind of inspired the ladder rack too um so you know just kind of and it's a cool slammer and um i built it fairly quickly um what i did do uh is kind of build my own wheel wells my own wheel tubs so when you're like looking at it from across the table real low you don't see anything that's not there like you don't see that there's no axle or things like that so it kind of so that's like the only detail that it has underneath otherwise it was just like an idea i had and i just wanted to knock it out and again too just enjoy my time building so not necessarily stressing a lot of detail or or things like that and it just kind of happens that it you can build quicker that way and cuz you just I was addicted to the finishing I still am addicted to finishing a model like when you have all the pieces and you're just final assembly and it's like you know but it's it's weird, and I felt that way with my most recent one, too, where you're on such a high, and then it just kind of ends, and um, you feel good about it, and you kind of just have it there, and you just keep looking at it instead of building more models. And you just kind of go through a point where it's like, I don't know what to do now, because all my free time was spent on the model, but now that it's done, I'm lost. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if anybody crazy. else feels that way, but, you know, I do every time.
0: Yeah. I, I I feel that now. I felt that probably within the last, like, few models I've done. Because yeah. uh, I, I group them all together, like, the the ones I started with um, around, mm-hmm. the like, 2015 up to now. And then I have a couple that are still from back when I was in high school, like, early 2000s. So, oh, yeah. I I kind of try to like, you know, look at them like the t- as far as like a timeline.
1: Oh yeah, and absolutely.
0: Like those early ones, um, I still have memories of those. Just thinking like, all right, this is the best I can do at the time, and yeah. I was very happy and satisfied with it. And I just like preserved those models. I put them away and made sure they didn't get dusty or anything. And mm-hmm. later, coming back to it again. Um, I just remember that excitement of buying a brand new kit now being able to buy like a sixty three Impala that I wasn't able to buy back in the day now mm-hmm. now the hobby store had that plus other years that I never owned, and just researching online, getting information of steps to to build a model car now I wanted to do it uh more properly i guess using primer yeah. and clear because right. I, I didn't even i wasn't even using that back then it was just straight you know the the enamel uh spray oh, yeah. onto the body and we're done you know yeah and and it's crazy because once i started getting back into it i was starting off with the um uh, the Tamiya lacquer uh, spray cans mm-hmm. and those builds are very simple uh, like one color, no patterns, none of that, no, no airbrush at all. But I was, oh yeah. But it was very satisfying, like I said, like finishing those. Once I was done with one, it was on to the next, and then to the next. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 to me, like being able to like lay one color on the body and then the roof, let's say a secondary color or white. To me, in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm stepping up my game. You know, like I thought, like that was cool. Yeah, I was happy with that. And finally, when I started to come across more other modelers online with patterns and stuff, it was very like, man, I want to learn that, but it looks complicated mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know how I I can even learn that. I, I'm I don't know. I feel like these guys have been doing it for like twenty years or something, you know. So yeah. finally, you know, fast forward to finally, you know, get getting your feet wet. And, into that jumping in and and then it's like the more you get into it the more it can be like you said you get you finish it and then you feel lost at the end like what do i do now but then at the same time there's also like some stress that comes with it too during the that Mm. process of working on it
1: yeah oh yeah
0: and 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 it's crazy because now that what you just said earlier about like you know don't Think about it too much. Just work on your model and just see what happens. I wasn't going into it with that mentality. I was more, yeah. you know, I was at work and then already thinking about the model watch when I get home or later at night when I'm free. I have to do this. This has to be done within right. two, three hours. I have to finish it before I go to sleep. And, right. and then that wouldn't happen sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so the next day, I would, it would bother me.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. that um. I had that exact, like just on a full scale, like with this Lincoln, you know, I, um, I bought it later after I painted it. Um, but I painted it for, like I said, Ryan, and, um, it was the first full car I had done like a a paint job on like a low rider style pattern. Like the roof was pretty, you know, I don't want to say easy, but looking back, after doing a full car, the roof was easy, you know? Um, But just doing this full, and as giant of a car as this Lincoln is too, um, just doing all the taping and stuff, um, I would set a goal like, you know, okay, today I'll be done with the side or the hood or whatever I was doing. And it's like, I'd get half of what I thought I would get done, done. So it's, you know, it's good to have a schedule if you really want to get something done and, um, like, you got to kind of expect the delay in it, you know, like, it's just not going to be as far as you thought it was going to be. Like my dad always says, it's never as easy as you think it's going to be. And um, it's usually not, you know, you got to, there's a difference between, like, what you think it's gonna be and what it's gonna be in reality, and uh, that was a hard lesson for me too. Like with the detail in my early builds, going too far before I could do it all. Or, you know, before I had the skill set to do it. So, like you say, you do the two tone roof and body is like, oh man, that's great. That's a big step up. Cool. You know, that's perfect. The next one add a stripe on the side or something, you know, and just kind of keep progressing on each build, not necessarily take that one build and just go crazy on it because I've done that. And I just, you know, it's discouraging and you never finish and you get tired of it and you get burned out and then you put it away for who knows how long.
0: Man, I have so many I put away that yeah. I, well, I, you
1: know, before I don't mean to interrupt, but, Um, what has happened to me with my son is like anything that was half finished, I've finished a lot of those now because like, I, it's hard to start from scratch now that I don't have so much time,
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: but yeah. So you'll probably, you know, pretty soon you'll be digging those back out and it's like, Oh man, this has gotten pretty far. Like I can just start on this.
0: Yeah, Or you know, start
1: <laughs> to finish this, start to finish this, instead of start from scratch on a whole new one.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. Which is
1: cool, you know? And it's nerve wracking when I half finish one and put it away and lose interest, but it's been cool. Cause I'm finally like, even before he was born too, I just kind of started looking and pulling them out and just like, You know, not feeling like I wanted to start from scratch because it's kind of overwhelming sometimes, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because of all the tedious prep work. You know, you got to get the mold lines off of everything. And it's just like, man, I don't feel like kind of wasting my time like that. You know, I want to get something done, be productive.
0: Yeah. No, it's true. (laughs) It's crazy because I I did ask one time I when I had interviewed uh, John Teresi. I asked him oh, yeah. like what what's one thing you hate about like skill modeling or whatever and then he for him it was he said sanding like the whole he's uh-huh. like he's like I wish someone could just do that for me and then I could just handle the rest and, yeah. and it was just so funny he said that and cuz as time went on you know it, for me it started to become that like the more you got into like customizing or or yeah. laying down glue and then you had to smooth that out it would take forever to sand it down mm-hmm. then your hands are all hurting and i'm like man i'm not liking this either just like him but then mm-hmm. after a while it's it's like i was just i was like all right i gotta start liking this stuff as far as like the sanding goes mm-hmm. just to get through it and and then step away from it and and then come back and then just to see like come back refreshed oh yeah to it absolutely Man, when yeah. when um when the time was coming that you know your son was gonna be born, were you ever kind of like were you starting to put things away as well, or did you think like, all right, I'm gonna have to hang this up for a while
1: with model um, building? You know, that's another thing. I'm glad you asked because I was gonna, I had thought of in conversation to tell you like, don't worry about packing up your model room because it's it's you won't even need it like. At least in my personal experience, um, you know, we have, you know, my house, our house has a kind of a big family room. It's kind of open. So the dining room is pretty open still to the living room area. And um, my newest bench like is set up on the dining room table and my wife hates it so much, but (laughs) Yeah. It's you know it's so I can be close by and uh-huh. at the, at the same time you won't want to be like if it's in a separate room you won't want to be in there by yourself for me personally anyways um you know you don't want to be that far away in your own room not seeing what's going on with your family yeah um so yeah it's kind of funny um, how it's worked out that way. And I always try to focus on just one build at a time. Um, Anyways. And that's kind of, I, my house has, uh, it had a separate concrete pad on the side of it for, used to be like a water softening system, a really old one. Um, So I built myself a little shed out there and it's like real pretty small. And, before uh, my son was born, I would be out there. I put an AC unit in there and everything. I got, you know, a little tiny window shaker and stuff. Um, but I it up so I could have my airbrushes out there all the time. And I could build on the same, it was just a works, uh, you know, shed. I could just do all my building in. So I could paint as I build, which I normally paint a body first before I do anything else with the kit. Um, unless I'm doing custom stuff, you know, but I just want to like I said, I like the painting the most. um, So that's what I do first. And then I get, I see how cool it looks and I kind of get the motivation to do all the other stuff, you know? Um, So I kind of work backwards that way, I guess, but yeah. um, With that small space, it kind of helps me to just do one project at a time. Um, but, you know, it's kind of changed after my son. So I'm sure as he gets older and wants to do it with me, it'll change again. You know, so. Yeah, that, it,
0: that's one of the things. My One of my uh, friends, he he customizes like action figures. And oh, yeah. he was telling me, man, he's like, just wait. Till they start, till they grow up and they get older, he's like, you got to get them into what you're into, so that's way you could do your thing too. (laughs) Yeah, it was like so funny because he says he's got like his kids are into customizing action figures, painting Mm -hmm. them and swapping parts and all this stuff.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. You know, it it you definitely have to get them into things too. Got to get them using their hands, like. And I mentioned before, too, my dad never wanted me to learn how to paint cars. Um, I never really asked either. Um, But he didn't want me to end up as a painter, too. You know, you always want better for your kids. Um, So he didn't want me to, like, fall into the same thing, you know, with sanding, you know, bodywork and just having to, you know, the laborious job like that um but yeah you gotta get them into your hobbies for sure and teach them how to work with their hands and different skills it's like i'm i'm a i'm a pretty handy person and pretty creative person just from like i said my environment uh, that i grew up in at home um and that's that's huge, you know. Now that I have a son, I totally I couldn't have grown up any better in a, any better of an environment. And um, you gotta te- you gotta give them all the skills you can with this. You know, nobody knows what the future is gonna be like, so
0: mm-hmm. gotta get him ready. Yeah, that's awesome. For sure, man. that's cool. I also wanted to well, congratulations for your for your baby boy
1: and yeah
0: and also for
1: yours too (laughs) life-changing
0: yeah Yeah. i'm looking forward to it
1: yeah definitely looking forward to that yeah it's crazy i we my wife and i waited for a while you know we're like no, no no we don't want kids and then we kind of decided and decided just to try and see what happens and um you know it's crazy because the people that have kids are going to tell you it's It's amazing. You'll love it. And the people without kids are going to be like, why do you want to do that? (laughs) Yeah. So it's like a really confusing time when you're expecting to Mm. have one, you know, you don't know how to feel. um, You'll get through it. You know, you'll get adjusted. It's it's great, though.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And I also wanted to congratulate uh, congratulate you on another thing. Um, You are a new member of L.U.G.K., los
1: underground
0: yes. teams congratulations
1: yeah, man that's dope yeah uh thanks appreciate it i um you know i always kind of thought of myself as more of a lone wolf and um i just kind of have i think my own style i i'm not super into just one thing um you know um category wise whether it be low rider or muscle car or whatever i've built them all I've tried to build them all um and David hit me up a little while ago and just asked me and I was like um you know I told my wife I was like what do you think and she's like why not I said oh yeah I guess you're right like I'm thinking too much into this <laughs> um because why wouldn't I want to be a part you know they have uh we have great builders in the club and um David's doing great stuff for the hobby too, which I've, I've noticed. And like, it's Instagram has been like awesome for the hobby. And yeah, um, you know, with the dedicated magazine and his photo etch parts that he's doing too, which is great. Man, those are um,
0: dope. I love those.
1: Yeah. I'm really like, that's another thing. I'm not really into the photo etch. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm kind of more of an old school person style model builder I guess um but yeah it's you know just seeing that kind of stuff that they're doing I'm like okay yeah I can get into I could get in you know eventually and uh get in a group with some other guys who already do that kind of stuff and it's kind of like you want to kind of up your game you know with each one you build and stuff like that too So. yeah, I was kind of shocked when he hit me up because I, like, even back with the Detail Junkies, um, first started, I I saw it and I almost feel like he was on Lay It Low back in the day too. I I haven't asked him about that,
0: but I believe so because he he has mentioned yeah. it and um, before in conversations.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's just cool to be a part and see a hobby grow. And also too, I, like I said, with the lone wolf part, I don't really talk to a lot of other modelers. So it's like a good way to just bounce ideas or skills or techniques off each other and and learn and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it's awesome.
0: No, that's cool, man. No, I, I, and how it is like at first you're like just doing it for you know you're doing it for yourself but you yeah but you're it's you know you don't really talk to anybody but then yeah but then it, it, at some point it's it's pretty cool when you're part of you know we with the group of guys that are into the same thing you're into oh yeah yeah it makes it yeah, special and it, it,
1: yeah and it's weird because there's quite, there's a few builders you know around locally but um I don't know, Florida, I don't want to say traffic is worse than anywhere else, but it's like just getting places just sucks, you know, and um, getting time too. Like I said, I'd rather spend the time like working on my projects instead of trying to go somewhere and hang out and like see what they, are you know, Mm -hmm. when they're close by, it's one thing, it's different, it's cool, but you know. It's like I, I think all the model builders, like once you're in, into a project and you get in the groove, it's like you just want to do that and mm-hmm. until it's done. And um, that's how I've been with a lot of my models. And um, but it's cool with the Internet, especially, you know, you can even though you're far away, you can still be close and and. Um, with the video chatting too which is great you know you don't even have to waste your time typing you just have a video chat on so
0: yeah we just did a last week like a zoom meet with the guys yeah
1: and uh yeah i know i did it for a little bit of that all right on.
0: Yeah, yeah nice yeah it was like um you know we were we were excited and I was asking them, are you guys nervous? And they're like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> and I mean, I'm I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm not nervous either. Like, I'm cool. But then that day, I was kind of like, oh, man, it's today. You know, how's this going to work? Like, it's because it's going to be a bunch yeah. of us and, and yeah. this and that. And it was just like, all right, you know what? I'm thinking about it too much. It's just going to Oh, yeah. Let's just link up. We'll hit record and we'll go from there. And yeah. um, looking back at it, I rewatched it. And then now I started to see, like, oh, okay, now I need to write down, like, a structure in in a Mm -hmm. format. So I started doing that to see how how I'm going to implement that for this next one that we got coming up. But then we're thinking about doing something um, different for the – because these are just kind of us, like, chopping it up and stuff. But I know I want to do something where – we kind of get like more guests like friends like to join let's say like Mm -hmm. if you ever wanted to join one of them but it's like on a weekend more on a weekend thing so this way you know whoever can join um can maybe have like a a build or something and we're all just kind of working on something and then we'll show it to each other or you know whatever and just kind of talk and just kind of see what's going on um so we're it's something new still. I mean, for us, I know it's like they, people have been using this for a while, but yeah. it was just one of those like, you know what? Let's uh, since it's it's available, let's see let's see what happens. Oh yeah, you know, and and I don't know. I I feel because even with uh, uh, with Dennis uh, Matthews, like he hit me up the other day. He's like, hey, are you are you home? Are you online? He's like, jump on Zoom. I think he was gonna work on something. And oh, I was, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm not even home yet, you know?" Um, yeah. I was out walking and I was just thinking like, "Oh, man, he probably wanted to do like a like a session or something." Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: But I I feel like, you know, more and more people are going to start doing stuff like that, getting together. And uh um, Yeah. Possibly even helping, you know, people might ask, "Hey, how do you do this?" You know, before it was like you call someone on the phone or or you show photos. Now we're going to be able to see it more on a bigger screen with the computer. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, um, back to the show, like kind of the model car shows. That's, um, my, you know, the most best thing about like the Atlanta show is just going and like, there's a lot of Instagrammers that I follow and have followed for a while that show up there. Um, you know, and I, it's cool to talk to them in person, especially see their work in person and um, just ask them how they did it, or just even just get to know them in general. Um, like um, Jeff's Copley scale auto that you just had on. You oh know? yeah. Dope. He, I met him in Atlanta, um, you know, and he's a really good builder too. And I've followed him for a while on Instagram and, you know, he's just real clean with all of his work. Yeah. And, um, you know, I met him and talked to him and, um, I, so many others. Um, one of the coolest was, um, Steve Boutet, uh, who's not on Instagram, but he builds, I believe he pronounces his last name, Boutet. It's, um, V-O-U-T-T-E. And you can search him on Facebook. He's got his own page, um, which I also can't think of that off the top of my head. But just the scratch building that he does and the level of precision that he has with it is just crazy. If you like the customs and like the lead sleds and um, the traditional customs, he just nails it. Um, And I met him there Um, And it's just so cool. And that's what's going to be cool about the Zoom meetings when you keep furthering that is like you don't have to fly somewhere and spend the money, get a hotel and whatnot in order to kind of see some of the details and hear like the backstories and stuff, but Mm -hmm. especially see it because the podcasts are always great. And I don't keep up with all of them, but you know, when I see a name, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I got to check that out." Like, um, um, that's cool. You know, but yeah, the seeing the work too, as they explain it and stuff, is just awesome.
0: No, yeah, definitely, yeah. Because I feel like with the with the Zoom too, seeing the the person speak or their face, you start to get familiar with them now too.
1: You yeah, just, you start to get yeah. to know
0: them more. Um, right so it, it just it builds a, a more of a connection and then seeing their work and everything so it's pretty cool i'm I'm excited to see how how you know everything's going to move forward with that
1: yeah
0: yeah is there any yeah. um any any shout outs or anybody you want to shout out before we wrap this episode up
1: um i feel like i've pretty much shouted everybody out um I i can't I I'm, I'm usually not put on the spot like this, so I'm kinda like off my game a little bit, I guess um but yeah, I think I got most everybody, but uh
0: well, yeah, keep us in the loop, you gotta yeah. um you know with with what i'll I'll keep an eye on on the work that you got coming out and and I know this this episode it's gonna be. You know, on iTunes and everything, but we're also gonna—I mean, I'm also gonna put it on YouTube, so I'll be able to share some. Oh, okay, cool. You know, I'm gonna need some images so I could share with the listeners as well, so they could see okay. see cool. that as well. So that'll be—that'll yeah. be pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, man, I wanna thank you for taking the time to uh, doing this podcast episode with me. This is number no- absolutely number one twenty two for this episode. Right. So this is um, yeah. Awesome that we uh, we did it, and you know I'll, I'll keep you informed for the future as well for like a zoom thing with the with the guys
1: okay, cool so, sounds good,
0: awesome yeah, uh
1: thanks for having me. I'm glad to be a part and um uh shout out to anybody like following me or has been following me and even just listening to this and wanting to know more about me um in general, I think that's really cool and pretty humbling um that you like my work or anything um yeah man you know it's cool to be here Uh, thanks for having me
0: Nah, yeah you're welcome man and keep up the good work keep i mean everything you're doing you're definitely inspiring not just me but the people that are following you and just keep keep up that good work
1: yeah thanks man i will i'll try
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, you're welcome dude well you have a Enjoy your evening over there. And uh, I'm going to prep this and then we'll uh, keep in touch and I'll, I'll send those links right your way. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Josh. Well, you have a good night. Thanks, man. You too. Thank you.
1: See ya. Peace. Bye.